0: The wingers
1: <laughs> Jim Joyce what <laughs> <laughs> I've always what? wanted to do this
0: right right I mean who doesn't who doesn't want to greet it Jim Joyce on a Wednesday it was like
1: it's so much fun you know like he just <laughs> always yells at every Wednesday and
0: you can, man. You can. The the better better half, <laughs> the better half has proven themselves. You're a much more
2: elegant Jim Joyce. <laughs> I I am I'm, um I'm, I'm confused and speechless. Right? Like you're you're you're, you're you're my yeah. True. Confused and speechless. That's that's me. That's a that's a good description.
1: Well, confused, yes, speechless, not so often. <laughs> right.
0: Okay. So, what do like? So, I'm kind of um, I'm half in the loop here. Uh, what do I? This well, is a fantastic opportunity.
2: We're <laughs> meticulously unproduced, right? So, this is amazing to have my best half, as I always say, uh, with us and doing yeah. the Jim Jim Joyce. So, um,
0: so,
1: how many reality. years ago?
0: How many years ago, Marina? Since you were on the the shot at Digital Health site.
1: Uh, it was season 1 it was about 780 episodes ago <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know th- it's th-
2: been a long one, time th- this one is also going to break us a bit jim because you know we say it's every wednesday and yes we're recording this wednesday right. uh, but we will be posting it tomorrow so people will wake up to the shot on thursday but you know, right? Um,
0: without- Just like they say they say it's 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 happy hour somewhere. It's Wednesday somewhere, right? When we post it, <laughs> <laughs> it will be Wednesday
1: yeah, exactly. somewhere. Yeah. We'll, but honestly, we'll like I I was getting a little bit of FOMO. You know, I I'm a real CEO running a real company, and right. in 780 episodes, I have not been on. So not fair, and uh, <laughs> no better Wednesday than today.
2: Ooh. But. Yeah, what's, okay. going so what's going on? What's going on? Let's let our guest in, um, and we'll kind of follow our. Um, yep. So, Offer and my and I met years ago. I, I don't think Jim, you've met Offer, uh, but let's see I when, don't think when so. he comes Other than on.
0: Okay. His reputation. His reputation precedes him in the digital health
2: ecosphere. Yeah. All right. We, we can, <laughs> live up to it <laughs>
0: i know i know we we're got and the voice as as he's hello there hey, hey.
3: offer got... welcome to the shot thank you jim and... I'm, I'm seeing uh on our guest marina good to see you how are you good
2: to see you too. what what so do you I... mean
3: you're you're so the, the guest. guest to the shot. <laughs> i don't know I'm i'm like excited to see marina here
1: uh-huh. I'm excited. To see you. I see both those all the time, so I'm really excited to see you, offer.
0: Great. Right. All right. Welcome so to you know our what? welcome to our our therapy session. Welcome to our weekly therapy session.
3: That's good. Good to be here, uh, nope. Jim. I can't believe we met before, but great to meet you. As Pleasure well. to meet you.
2: As you were coming in, offer uh, Jim was saying that your 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 good reputation precedes you as you were entering in. Um, and what I realized is. No one in this quadrant is actually excited to see me. So I'm just going to like hide myself. <laughs> Jim was like excited been... to see Marina and you're excited to right. see Marina.
1: I've been excited to see you for 25 years. Like I'm still excited to see you. you know?
2: It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Offer, for the millions of listeners and viewers, Let, take us through your, your entrepreneurial journey. How did you get into healthcare? Where did you start? You know, you were probably- How do you coach- achieve yeah.
0: such exalted status of making the shot at digital health on a Wednesday? Like what brought you to this final moment?
1: Wait, do you guys <laughs> want to introduce Offer first? Like you're gonna say- yeah. Offer. He, he,
3: you going to he, he, yeah, he gets no, to
2: introduce himself. We're gonna give it to him. We're to oh. it to him. Uh, and uh, and Offer, we already said it by the way that we're recording this on a Wednesday. This is breaking everything for Jim and I. It's screwing our hundred plus episodes but we're gonna actually, everybody's gonna see this tomorrow on Thursday. So um, with that offer, introduce yourself and we'll interject as always.
3: Yeah, great. So uh, again, thanks to be here in this afternoon after lunch Uh for, for those of us on the East Coast, uh, although I'm always told uh, never compete with lunch. So hopefully we make it interesting <laughs> people so um, they won't fall asleep. So uh, yeah, in short, uh, co-founder, president of uh, now Twill, formerly formerly Fi Health. We'll talk about that. I uh, moved to the US from uh, Israel twenty-two years ago. Uh, parked in New York, began my career in management consulting, strategy for a few years. Uh, then did venture capital for a few years. Right, classic uh, post uh, MBA out of school. Uh, Paths, but uh, very quickly I realized that I do not want to create deck and I do want. I do not want to place bets. I want to be fully involved, accountable uh, to what I'm creating. I had a passion to create, and so uh, the vast majority of my entrepreneurial career, I spent prior to Twill uh, um, in the early 2000, launched with my co-founder partner at this company, Tomer. A casual game, first generation casual game solution, uh, which we built. A company named uh, Over Media, then became iPlay. What, what's and a, a special... casual game? Because to
2: me, all games so, are
3: casual. So, so that that was the insight that we had back then. Uh, you know, uh, back in those days, if you remember, the gaming industry was mostly uh, comprised of testeron driven kind of gamers playing on Xbox, playing box games, and. Uh, we had this uh, insight uh, that women like to play game and not only they like to play game, they spend a hell of a lot of time and they need this simple uh, coffee break uh, at night when they're done dealing with the kids, they wanna kind of play games and the games were incredibly simple uh, mechanics, uh, balloon swap, <laughs> uh, the Bejeweled like the Tetris like, but this was a form of uh, therapy, relaxation, uh, mindless uh, uh, experience that, if you design it correctly, you can uh, create uh, quite an addiction through those behavior change loops.
0: Uh... That wasn't, wasn't Eugene, that was largely your strategy in college for dating women?
2: This is the episode you decide to bring this up, Jim? This is the time?
0: Sorry,
3: sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So, so, so anyway, long story short, we built a uh, fairly large company in this space, uh, pioneers in this space. We built uh, both digital distribution platform, which uh, very quickly reached about 60 million monthly uniques on the platform. We were playing wow. games at that time. If you touched uh, MSN games, Pogo games, Yahoo games, France Telecom, all of those large portals that post 2000 crash had no uh, monetization engines, you would likely touch our platform and on that we built uh, games ourselves. Yeah. Um, our
1: question. Yeah. So you mentioned that you went into this because you hated Dex. But honestly, how many decks did you build having a startup? Because this is the thing I hate the most, the deck building.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I so. You build too many decks, but I can tell you that uh, the most important conversation and insights uh, and partnership that I've had over the years happened without any decks. It was just good conversation, And um, yep. uh, but you still need the decks. It's a working tool. So uh, okay. anyway, just just short to get to where we are today. So... Uh, um we, we, got, gaming, we got time but, by the way, offer. We got time. It's, yeah, I know. want to get into the more interesting part. It's not me. True, you know, true, I'm true. Like it. it's, it's not about my background, it's about uh healthcare and kind of interesting stuff. Uh so anyway, so uh build a company, grew it fairly quickly, and uh Um, acquired a few companies to kind of build a full solution uh, on the game platform across multi-screens. This was just to remind you before iPhone. So uh, we we were having the exciting moment to understand that there's a new device uh, uh, that's going to change everything. And uh, long story short, uh, through that experience in building games, uh, we've become incredibly aware of how to optimize those behavior change loops and how to get people glued to their screens. Um, It was only when my first uh, child was born that I started asking myself, if I can get people to come eight times a day to uh, our game, uh, is it really contributing anything meaningful, purposeful for humanity? It's a great way to make uh, uh, people feel entertained, but ultimately what we're doing with driving dopamine, so there was a sense that uh, we could find something a little bit more purposeful with this uh, uh, expertise that we had. And, and and I think over the years, people now understand how well those behavior change loop are optimized today with our digital uh, uh, engagement platforms. Uh, uh, they simply drive uh, designed addiction. And the insight that Tomer and I had is that if we can get uh, to those level of engagement, there has to be a way to drive something and do something more interesting. And we started thinking about the idea that healthcare could be an interesting place. Uh, We all know that healthcare engagement is a problem. We engage too late, we engage too little. And really the thinking was, what if we could take what we've learned in gaming, tune it down because you don't need the level of engagement. You don't need competitive nature. When you come to healthcare, people don't compete on their health and really kind of those principles of design, marry it with evidence-based science and kind of build a a healthcare company. To be completely honest, I had no idea what I'm getting myself into. Uh, (laughs) I I moved from the fastest moving industry, gaming industry, you, you you kind of put uh, software codes out every every week and every three months you have a new game. Those are ca- those are the nature uh, of the product that we we created. Uh, but as we started seeing the idea of uh, of getting engagement, digital engagement married with evidence based science, uh, it really sparked kind of interest that kind of suddenly hit. Uh, all the things that you want. It's a big opportunity. It is very purposeful. Uh, it's challenging, and uh, you can really drive impact, uh, which at that time in my career, I really started kind of paying more attention to. So, long story short, I uh, launched Happify, which was an experiment in trying to bring digital engagement and marry with evidence based science. Always had a view that uh, how people feel matters. We saw it in the gaming world. We saw the reason for why people are playing, why they're not playing. And I always had this view that if you know people feel better, there's magic that can happen between their behaviors, their mental health, uh, physical health. So that was the approach. Uh, but yeah, fast forward today, uh, you know, 200 people company, uh, Series D plus. Uh, and really kind of uh, trying to make an impact with the solution that we build and bring to market, to patients. Um, that's my background.
2: Awesome. Oh, well, for maybe just back, back up, right? Because I think everybody knows you guys still at Happify, and we'll get into, you know, kind of the, not just the new naming, but much more beyond it. Um, You know, back us up, right? Because you know, lots of entrepreneurs in digital health space are watching this uh, all the time, right? And I think there's lots of questions all the time: Is do we go DTC? Do we go B two B? Do we go pharma? Do we go this? Do you know? Maybe just actually be interesting. I think for many entrepreneurs, kind of how you guys have been layering. You know, um, started very much of a direct to consumer, right? I don't know how many downloads, but it's a user experience. So just uh, take us through a little bit of the journey, and I think. You know, we'll we'll get to the current stage.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm happy to at least share the journey that we had. I think there's a lot of learnings there. So, yep. uh, we began our journey as direct to consumer, as consumer kind of centric uh, design people and products. I strongly believe that if you don't have a meaningful amount of consumers touching your product, you just don't know if it's performing. That that's my Fundamental belief, and we went out and built a direct to consumer offering that was a wellness offering, uh, bringing at first positive psychology, mindfulness, uh, CBT, and really trying to go uh, after the direct to consumer. We built an audience that had over two and a half million users, and we kind of optimized the direct to consumer subscription services. we got up to 50,000 uh, paying members that paid us uh, you know the $120 a year type of subscription um and at that moment this was early 2017 when the kind of we, we were on the path to grow our direct to consumer business uh two events happened that kind of changed the course of the company one we started getting uh, folks uh, um large health trends approaching us and saying, we saw you, your direct-to-consumer solution, we really want to bring it into our audiences. Uh, Cigna was the first uh, in early 2017, their innovation group saw what we do, what we did back then and say, we'd like to bring you into the the enterprise market. And frankly, to be honest, when we began this journey, we had no clue how to go there. So we were (laughs) complete direct-to-consumer people, and then kind of had to enterprise the entire solution. The second event was I had a meeting with who today is our chairman, Dr. Andy Seackel. He was at the time CEO of Optum Behavioral Health. And I had a meet and greet meeting with him for 50 minutes uh, at JPM, it lasted seven hours. We just dropped everything else and just talked for the any, night and- he uh, so you did have there. any decks? Yeah. yeah no, okay. decks. no decks. No <laughs> decks whatsoever. It's a, uh, it was in the Starbucks at the Intercontinental in SFO. I will never forget that meeting. Yeah. We connected really well, and Andy basically said, "Listen, I've waited for twenty years to see the company that has the level of engagement that you were able to show me, and the clinical outcome. Most people have one or the other, uh, but your business direct to consumer. If you want to grow a business here in the US." Uh, that's not really how consumers are used to paying for their healthcare. So direct-to-consumer would just be, you can build it, you can build nice companies, but that's not where the real pool opportunity, uh, given the consumer behavior. So in 2017, we enterprised the entire business, uh, getting our platform to be, uh, keep up compliant, to, yeah. to everything that needs to happen in order to enterprise and essentially be able to serve uh uh highly regulated uh organizations so my only learning i think in kind of looking back which i'm happy to share is you should be spending time optimizing your product on consumers um and, and kind of you know whether you spend time in seeing if you can extract money from them or not that's that's kind of less important in my mind you don't need to build fifty thousand paying subscribers uh before you decide to enterprise so yeah. the- my suggestion and our kind of uh, learning was we probably could have shortened that period of time because we really built uh, uh, 50,000 paying subscribers uh, uh, before we decided to go enterprise. Uh, But the journey, and that's kind of, I think, what has been unique in our journey, always consumer-centric, always kind of conscious of what drives value to consumers. Uh, If you do that, it doesn't matter if the consumer is, you know, Employee, member, patient doesn't really matter. They all at the end of the day, end consumer. H- if you do that, human beings. That. We're
2: all humans, right? And we're all humans. I,
1: I always tell our developers, you know, when they're when they're building, when we're de- developing something, like if your grandma cannot use this platform, we've failed. Like your grandma needs to be able to get in there and know how to, to how to do whatever she needs to do on here, right? So, consumer first.
3: Yeah, so consumer first, bring the validation, demonstrate uh, outcomes, start clinical trial early because you will be asked to bring them. And when those are in your possession, you can kind of uh, go on a faster path into the enterprise world and then just decide which channel. But that is the learning. We probably spent, um, I would say, a couple of years that we could have kind of shortened the journey to where we are today but i think you know we gain a lot of experience there and you know find, do, uh, do you have any practice. like
0: when you think about when i would just think about you're setting that company up you've got all the success inside consumer uh space like that would be outside success to what other digital health companies were doing at that stage like no one had fifty thousand paid users or you know 2 million interactions that i knew of really i mean a few companies maybe but um, how did you manage your investors? Because I'm sure some of the investors really liked that consumer side and just wanted you to model, lean into that. And they might not have come from the enterprise side. And then some enterprise health investors, like the one you had a seven hour meeting with or, you know, that kind of had that attitude. how did you manage you bipolar as they are sometimes with my own company or how did you manage them?
3: So this was a very, uh, uh, I, I vividly recall that board meeting when we came <laughs> uh, to a board, an investor that put the money on the, Direct to consumer thesis and so growth. And we basically told them, hey, we have two data points that we'd like to discuss with you. One, uh, you know, we had a large national payer that approached us, and, you know, they have millions of uh, members, and uh, we think that's a good channel to try and uh, drive growth growth through. Second, we met this uh, gentleman, he's very knowledgeable, and he thinks that our business is just in a direct to consumer, just less interesting. So, uh, uh, hmm. This was an open conversation at the board. There were people that were like, "We trust you guys. You, 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 obviously uh, did your homework. You, you kind of are very thoughtful in how you you conduct. And obviously, trying to or deciding to shift away from fifty thousand paying subscribers uh, uh, was not a light decision. We had a. a, a it pretty, must have been a
2: pretty deck.
3: It, it was a pretty deck. Uh, it, it was relatively pretty deck. I I I did yeah. those decks back in the day, and I can tell you there were no no pretty, no uh, no pretty. But uh, you know, ultimately, you know, and that's kind of part of our journey, and where what led us, I think. They, if we're looking at data and the data is convincing and the evidence out there, you have to be very very flexible. You always need to be. Uh, very rigid on your North star and what's the vision, but flexible on the data and input and feedback that you get from uh, the market. And this was a very, very important uh, uh, market uh, feedback. So we processed it, it. we decided that we're gonna go there and uh, went and kind of began the journey to become an enterprise, uh, great solution. Uh, Along the journey, we had even another step where we kind of uh, uh, in the same exact way, where the large employers and and, and payers yep. approach us, uh, we started getting approached by big pharma companies. Different use cases, more regulatory, uh, regulatory, and more compliance that we need to comply. But uh, you know, it all evidence for you know being extreme uh, conscious of what's the value that you ultimately deliver and what's the use case. So uh, that that's kind of the journey. So let let's fast
2: forward. Um, again, there was uh, to a certain extent, even uh, I would call it an addiction to your name, Happify. Like it's just a, such a happy name. <laughs> and I actually just realized I'm 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 wearing a t-shirt that says "Don't Hate, Meditate." Right. So, um, <laughs> you know, kind of how how appropriate to a certain extent of where you guys started. Uh, uh, but fast forward to today, uh, I know you were in, on on WTF and many others uh, announcing the new name, but there's much more behind it.
3: Yeah, so so I, I, in a sense, uh, the the ribbon that we've done is the formal outing of our real vision, true intention, <laughs> and the platform that we've been working and building towards in the past five years. Uh, ever since we began the enterprise journey, uh, we began the journey with a great name that we thought would be great for a consumer wellness app, Happify, uh, and 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 kind of that name kind of stuck with us. We in many respects for a company without a brand for almost nine years we had a name for consumer but no brand and no uh, full uh, um, uh, explanation of what we actually do but over the years we've been building towards a, a vision to build a platform that ultimately weave together desperate parts of uh, physical health behavioral health as well as kind of trying to untangle some of the complexities that exist in healthcare with them in a different systematic way and then guide patients towards a better care. So uh, that's what uh, Twil is today. Uh, we are glad to be behind that rebrand, as you can imagine, massive undertaking to change every single uh, pixel that comes from this company. Uh, but ultimately we think that the, um, we, we had a long period uh, view or a long-term view that had to do with several aspects that now become kind of uh, table stakes. One, medical and behavioral health are fully integrated. We are one system, one body, and historically uh, we're not getting the care kind of holistic approach. This was always kind of something that we have uh, uh, had in mind wanting to kind of not only address uh, mental health indications, that's very important, massive problem, uh, but but we were very interested in seeing what happens aside from reducing depression, anxiety and dealing with the indications to behaviors and then looking at specific diseases. Uh, they have a direct mechanism of action that is impacted by uh, stress and anxiety. And you can think about autoimmune diseases. Almost every chronic condition has a component that has uh, mental health that would impact your overall kind of uh, outcomes, how you feel, how you kind of adhere to the clinical protocol. So that was one principle. The second principle, I've never believed in this world of point solution, point system, closed platform. I think that uh, seeing the digital transformation happening uh, and how it evolved in the first step, it was clear to us that system-wise, it just doesn't, it, it isn't gonna work. We're gonna end up with, too many siloed solutions, too many point solutions, uh, data that essentially isn't owned by the consumer, by the patient. And that is kind of uh, a problem that we thought uh, long and hard on how we can solve and how to design an open and configurable platform that allows us to uh, design patient journey uh, along services that we build, but more importantly, connect and, and integrate on in an open API. Uh, services to meet the patient needs uh, through the uh, channels and partnerships that we have. So for example, if we work with a large health plan or a large pharma or a large employer, it doesn't really matter. They have services that they have already and they're super happy about and they're working for them. They have a ton of services that will just not performing, not working, people not using. How can we kind of weave this all into a cohesive experience that is patient, uh, uh, patient experience um, focus that is uh, uh, really kind of making the use of the engagement that we're able to generate on our platform data uh, that is kind of generated in near real time through those experiences. Ultimately, the first chapter of digital transformation. Uh, uh, led us to many isolated islands and data locked between those experiences suggests that the patient doesn't get the best care uh, that they need. The data doesn't translate into the insight and actions. And that's what we're trying to change with the way we architecture, architected uh, uh, Twill.
0: So you were always Twill? We were always Twill. Just, I was just now
2: it's official. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just not official yeah i mean I mean, it's funny because i was talking uh the other day to someone and say you managed to fool many people uh for for many years and i was like we weren't uh attempting to fool anyone we were just trying to uh focus on what we the vision that we had it's a complex like a butterfly like a butterfly coming out (laughs) it's it's remember the
2: the artist formerly known um as prince right it's like the artist that's currently known as twill you guys are the artist of uh, uh, arts of intelligent healing arts (laughs) and science uh, i mean i don't know i'm I'm screwing
3: up (laughs) <laughs> first of all it's art and science for sure uh a lot of science much more science as you go into the more clinical territory that we're in right yeah. now but really kind of the the approach was and, and i think uh uh eugene you know us we, we're heads down let's execute let's build let's demonstrate and over time and what led us eventually to rebrand is understanding that we're working too hard uh to explain people what we do, those who spend the time with us, uh, it's evident by the uh, the partnership, the the, the the clients that we serve, definitely get it and get it and are very excited about it.
0: I mean, I I always say where there's a twill, there's a tway. <laughs>
2: Jim. Yeah. I can get, that's going in the
0: nose.
1: That's that one. going in you the nose. That <laughs> that's a
2: good one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is it is it a good
2: one? I'm just
0: here. <laughs> I'm just here for comedy. All
2: right. Well, I'm 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 eager to jump on one of the sequences, um, and we don't need to jump on a particular one uh, in general. But I also want to kind of reveal why we screwed up our Wednesday, uh, the shot, and why Marina is here taking over. Um, I I don't know. You you want you you guys you offer Marina. I I think.
0: I think, I think you can talk Jim about it. <laughs> We vote for Marina.
1: <laughs> I was going to give it to you, you know, but I just—I don't know. Was I promoted or demoted from uh, host to guest? Like how, how does that No, happen? you're
2: still a host. You're a co-host. Once you, once you yeah. say Jim Joyce in the beginning, you're, you're a co-host.
0: Yeah. Also- guest, guest host. It's all limited. It's all very fluid. <laughs> it's all very... <laughs> It's all I actually
1: <laughs> wanted to say the four squares on the screen look really good. I think it looks better than three. So I think I'm just going to hang out every Wednesday with you guys. Just saying. All
2: right. Love it. I, we love don't, it. we yeah. don't hang out uh,
3: at <laughs> all. Marina, I'm pretty sure the, the rating is going to be higher. Um, I'm, 100%. You know, no, no offense. I think the rating is going to be higher. <laughs> yeah, no offense <laughs> taken.
1: I'm all super fired. It. Let's see. Every yeah. time yes. I
2: post anything on social media with Marina's picture, video, even mentioning. It's like, I'm just going to mention her every time. So
1: I think you just broke it. You just broke algorithms. That's it. So yeah. that's it. No, All right. It's not going to work. For you okay,
2: anymore. bring it in. Bring it <laughs> in, boss.
1: So let's uh, let's let the cat out of the bag. And um, we're super, super excited to unveil our partnership with Twill the artist formerly known as Happify. So um, we're (laughs) announcing that your coach will power up the live coaching component of duet coaching for Twill.
3: Wow. (laughs) Super super, super exciting. I I can give a little bit more background about this. So so part of what we announced as part of Twill is obviously the concept of sequences, which are essentially a bespoke uh, configuration of Evidence, uh, evidence-based uh, uh, solution that is comprised from multiple components. So it's our uh, Care, which is just a care journey platform, uh, digital therapeutics and coaching and third party services. So one of the key principles of the sequences, knowing that we need the flexibility, the openness and configuration to integrate with the right services is that we are able to integrate on an open uh, configurable API, which means that we're really kind of trying to think through the patient journey and think about different modalities of care. Uh, We've been uh, in the self-care kind of category forever. Uh, We think software uh, can do a lot of the work, but not all of it. And as we start thinking about the stack of care Configurable to the different partnerships, the different access uh, points that we have to that uh, set of sequences that we're building. We have been uh, very lucky and excited to work with Marina and her team uh, to bring uh, your coach expertise and live coaching services onto uh, the platform. One of the unique uh, uh, things that I'm excited about is that really is a, a DP user journey integration uh, done on an API kind of approach. So that kind of demonstrate uh, uh, the capabilities of this platform as we go and have those conversations. And uh, we're super excited about this. Uh, maybe a side story, which which kind of uh, <laughs> I thought about as uh, as we came here. So we started this conversation, and Marina. Eugene and I, I think two years ago when they first started telling me about your coach and uh, the exciting we, platform that- We that didn't have built. a
2: deck. We didn't have a deck. <laughs> I don't know that
1: explains. This was not a deck conversation.
3: No, there was no deck there, but uh, it, it sounded interesting to me. And I was like, let me check with our team. You know, we have like clinical group and product group. And I came back and I told them, we're not ready yet uh we weren't ready because we knew that we're building that layer that would use for that sequence integration but uh as soon as we were ready and uh marina and eugene kind of shared more about what they did i was like so excited to bring them back into this conversation with our team and really kind of uh work through the uh the api so they're essentially the first api kind of uh Partner on this uh, platform, and what's unique about uh, the way we kind of uh, integrated that we really created the uh, unique intersection between live coaching and AI coaching, self-care, and this is something that we we're very excited to bring to market. Uh, announce it today or tomorrow? <laughs> uh, technically uh, tomorrow. People that are watching tomorrow. It tomorrow.
0: Yeah, it's today somewhere. It's today
3: somewhere somewhere between today and tomorrow. Uh, But yeah, this is super exciting. Our team is super excited. Uh, Our clients are super excited. Uh, And, you know, they're really doing an amazing job with their coaching. Uh, They were put through incredible scrutiny by different clinical folks that uh, looked at the qualification of their coaches of what what. Kind of clinical protocol are built on the platform, and I'm, 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 I can't be more thrilled to be kind of financing it with marina here it's It's really a fruit of uh, a vision, a platform that we built, solutions and platform that they've built, and kind of hey, we've got this API vision, let's go and implement and, Robert, you can have that
1: better consumer no, it's an experience. End- yeah. And consumer, yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, your story is actually amazing, right? Because we did start this conversation about two years ago, and something that Eugen always says is people work with people. And we started this conversation two years ago and we never stopped talking, even when you said this is not right for us. we were still having conversations. We knew what you guys were up to. You knew what we, were, what we were doing. And here we are today. And this relationship was never based on a deck. It was never based on anything like that. It was built on conversations and true understanding of what we need to bring to the end consumer, both of us. So uh, uh, I think can I add that, another C? Yeah.
2: Can I add another C? Uh, it's yeah. the com- conversations, but also competence, right? I think, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to beat around the bush. We were put through some paces and even from upstream customers as well. So it was, it was yeah. a fun, a fun, you know, exercise. Um, but you know, here to take it much, 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 much further. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. no. I'm, just, I'm just saying that the conversation starts started it, right? Because so many companies, right? you're at these conferences, and people come up to you and they look at your badge. They see where you're from. They see, you know, who you represent. And that's where the conversation starts. And a lot of times that's where the conversation ends. But that's not what it's about. It's about working with people and it's about seeing what you can do together, you know? So, um, but yes, you, your team definitely put us through the ringer. <laughs> the, uh, some of the, um, the The customers put us through the ringer, but it was good. You know, it was good for for our team to understand what it's like, and it was good for us to show what we can do. So it was uh, it was amazing, and we couldn't be more excited. Uh, you know, digital therapies are amazing, coaching is amazing, but when you put the two together, that's where the magic really happens. It's and so... I, yeah,
0: so. I Pressure makes diamonds. It sounds like pressure makes diamonds. I'm excited by uh, by participating in uh, in this announcement <laughs> here today. But the um, but like just maybe a little bit more. Like, you know, why now? Why DTX coaching now? What is it? You know, what does that mean for consumers? What does it mean for customers? Um, I know you touched on it a little bit, but I'd love to hear more.
3: Yeah, so part of uh, kind of our our overall strategy on the kind of uh, platform is to drive deeper towards uh, precision care, which ultimately, ultimately means that if we understand the patient journey well, uh, to the point where we understand where they are in the journey, what they need, what they will adhere to, because putting them in front of a modality of care that they're not going to adhere and engage with is is a wasted uh, uh, resource, whether that human or software. Uh, That is the vision that we're pursuing. We have a pretty sophisticated machine learning algorithm that determine who is likely to benefit uh, from what modality. So um, it's an automated algorithm that keeps learning and and, and optimizing essentially uh, uh, three, three main criteria, what's the clinical need, what is the uh, likelihood to adhere. Uh, there are people that you know need support and just need to talk to someone and it doesn't matter, I can put any uh, piece of software in front of them, they're just not going to engage and vice versa, by the way. Uh, and so we're looking at clinical needs, adherence uh, prediction, we have very sophisticated patents that we were granted a couple of years ago. Uh, again, deep platform work. And then the, the third thing is, is, is resource availability. What's available in that stack? So when we go with one partner, this could be a stack that is comprised of their own resources. When we go with another stack, this could be a different uh, uh, set of services. The flexibility to weave those services into a co- cohesive, coherent, uh, patient journey is driving this. And uh, our mission uh, with with Twill is really to drive towards a more connected and more precise uh, healthcare, which I think is, uh, we've got as an industry, a lot of work uh, ahead of us to do. We do know that people tend to drop, tend to not adhere, tend to get uh, siloed. We need to solve that. There's a systematic change, architectural change, uh, to really drive the vision of uh, uh, digital transformation. But what do I know? This is my view. You know, I, I mean, maybe I, the other will completely disagree. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't miss view. anything. By the way, I was listening. Sorry, I just step away.
1: <laughs> I think we all need somebody to lean on, and we need somebody to support us. And you know, we talk about this all the time. Like the the, the your coach. Uh, logo, right? It's like the hito, the Japanese symbol hito. And it's um, a symbol for a person like somebody to lean on. And we stand behind that. And I think that's why coaching is so important now. And that's why this partnership is so valuable now and so important because that just brings an extra component. And what we love about Twill is that everything based on these uh, methodologies, scientific methodologies, and that's the kind of coaching that we do. That's the kind of coaching that, you know, our coaches practice on a platform. Everything has, is is backed by science science methodologies so i think that's why now because that's how it all comes together and it's just an extra an extra level of support if you will
0: awesome Go to the final. We got it. We go. We go there. I, Eugene. I, I mean, listen.
2: We, we can talk for hours, right? Um, and, and kind of right. hang out. The four of us. I, I can I can break out the bottle and 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 celebrate. But I think we'll probably do that in uh you know in person um uh, at some point. So Jim,
0: you, you know, okay. your famous question. <laughs> right. So, so picture yourself. Um, Walking across the intercontinental Starbucks bar in a number of years from now, and you hear uh, an Israeli accent and you hear a young person talking about having just built a fantastic casual gaming company, specifically uh, targeting, I guess, stressed out women (laughs) in some ways. And then is thinking of boldly pivoting into uh, healthcare and selling into the enterprise what advice would you give that young entrepreneur as they're stepping into that challenge?
3: That's a great uh, question. So let's see. Uh, so, so there's maybe one, or maybe few things that I can think about. First, uh, be patient, uh, but drive a sense of urgency as a core value to how you operate. So it's kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a uh, oxymoron right be patient but have a sense of urgency how do you balance those those two and i think that over time you have to understand when is the time to be patient when and how to drive kind of uh sense of urgency you know i've seen companies that have the sense of urgency and company that operates without it i think there's a uh, go with the sense of urgency uh, as a core value the second one which again comes from our kind of my personal experience is uh I, you know, be fanatic about the North Star and the clarity that you have to what is the new vision, the North Star that you're seeing, but you have to be extremely flexible and agile to modify, adjust, take feedback, listen, and and that's the only thing that guarantees your product market fit. Any attempt uh, to deviate from that, I think is is just doomed to fail. Maybe a few other things is always hire smarter people than you. I've done it very successfully, I think. Uh, They can uh, lift your vision and kind of uh, really kind of trust your ability to hire up. Uh, I'm um,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm so happy Marina hired me.
3: (laughs) I was just going (laughs) to say
2: that. I was just going to say that I did good.
3: (laughs) But I'm not smarter than you. So maybe two more things that i can think of uh, you know I, i'm coming from a consumer kind of uh, orientation uh I, i've come over the years to develop the point of view is there's two things that you need to take care of you build your startup take care of your people great assesses take care of your consu- of your consumers of your clients everything else will sort out, out itself numbers revenues valuations investments Exit. everything will come if you kind of stay focused on taking care of the people that are working with you and taking care of the uh of the of the clients that you serve uh and then the last one which is kind of um you know if you go to healthcare be prepared to dedicate 10 years before you fully (laughs) fully know that you're working on something as a sustainable long-term value and I, i i maybe put a let's focus on sustainable long-term value, because we've seen companies and uh, teams yep. that kind of uh, rose like uh, rising stars and then kind of uh, ended up kind of proving that there is no long-term value. Um, but but you've got to be patient. It's a long journey with healthcare. It's complex, it's difficult. You've got to have many more pieces of just software or solution before you get you ready for scale. So. Uh, you better connect with your purpose uh, on why you wake up and doing what you do because 10 years is a long time.
0: I love it. Patience right. with a sense of urgency. Thank you. Lots of wisdom there. And congrats uh, everyone on the screen for a fantastic announcement and a fantastic uh, bold pivot to Twill.
3: Thank you, Gene. Thank you, guys. Good to see Thank you. you
2: take take care and for all the listeners and viewers subscribe pass <laughs> it on and we will see you next Wednesday